Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus of reality are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. This week's transmission marks our 50th conversation and the conclusion of our first year in operation. That may not seem like a big deal, but it is a milestone for us. Thank you for your support and for taking some time out of your day to spend with us. You may be interested to know that there are several projects in various stages of development that we will be producing in the future, building on the steady momentum. Now for this transmission, we thought we would talk about whatever comes to mind and just enjoy each other's company. If you happen to like what we do and want to support our efforts or get in contact with us, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com. I was too busy being disappointed in uh, Moonfall. <laughs> oh. oh, is that already out? Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. Oh, uh, that's too bad. It it looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's uh it's so much contact that they even threw in a cameo uh, by the late Carl Sagan. But really? Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. He he's on a TV at one point. <laughs> that is disappointing. It's, it's it's not the most dis- I just I, I was ready to see something you know something fun and it wasn't it wasn't as fun as I had hoped oh well I started watching that Nicolas Cage movie the um something of Ghostland Prisoners of Ghostland or whatever it was strange and I saw about three-fourths of it so kind of interested in his upcoming thing the uh Nicolas Cage movie starring Nicolas Cage Yes, yes, the one with him and the Mandalorian, Nick Cage. It's not the first one of those movies ever. Wasn't there a movie with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme where he essentially played himself and he, I, I never saw it, but I read about it. He ends up in like a bank robber situation and I forget whether the point was that he froze or I think that was it. Maybe he didn't do the Jean-Claude Van Damme thing during the situation. It's called... Um, I think the movie is called JCVD. JCVD. Yeah, I have not heard of this either. The last thing I saw with him in it was um, was probably the second Expendables, I think, where he plays a fantastic villain. That would oh oh that was in two thousand and eight. JCVD. Okay. Wow, <laughs> I've really let my list go. No, I think you're okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he's going to be in Minions, The Rise of Gru as Jean-Claude, C-L-A-W-E-D. <laughs> Minions. There's another thing I've never seen anything of. I've, I've not seen a single entry of Despicable Me or The Minions. Oh, I, I thought that those. the first one was fun. I, mean, I, I was sure I was going to watch them when I heard that Trey Parker was playing the villain. No, I did the enjoy the one. third one just because Trey Parker was a villain and he doesn't do too much out of South Park or his own stuff. So I did enjoy that. He plays a fun character. <laughs> he really does. I, I could watch another like. And yeah, he really does. Series do of much, that character or something. Much, he was much acting outside of the South Park voicing anymore, right? 
one, I don't think that he has to. And two, I'm not sure no. where he would find the time. Of course not. And between that and his giant Lego sets that he built. I mean, I mean, for the past, like, what, <laughs> 10 seasons, they've only been doing like 10 episodes a year. Well, then I retract my statement. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> with his life. <laughs> Hanging out, playing Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think he's earned that. <laughs> I came up with a little bit of trivia over the past week. I, I'm going to mess up his name, but Dion Bacar, the actor who plays Squeak. Yes. Oh, in mm-hmm. basketball. And he was in a few episodes of South Park. And I haven't seen him in much else, but he has apparently a small role in Guillermo del Toro's new movie, Nightmare Alley. Oh, it's a Pinocchio. He's credited. Cool. He's credited as Fifi the Bird Girl, I think. <laughs> I'm out of retirement for that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just every now and then I find myself perusing someone's IMDb and <laughs> you learn some strange things. <laughs> In her uh, retirement, my mother's been watching like every medical drama ever made now. <laughs> And she's oh. uh, she's she's made it to ER. Like every time I catch an episode, I'm like, you know who that is, don't you? You know who that is because there's like someone in every episode. Yep. And uh, there's this little girl, and I'm like, you know who she is? <laughs> she's the girl from the AT and T commercials now. <laughs> <laughs> That's George there are Clooney, shows mother. like that. <laughs> oh yeah, where the Gilmore Girls. There's a lot of people <laughs> in that show, but yeah, there, there's a show shows like that where. Uh, like Star Trek also lots of people oh yeah through Star Trek lots of people through Seinfeld before they oh, yeah. got famous it's interesting to see to see that uh, X-Files also I, I know I've mentioned this before but Cranston was cast as Walter White because of how well he did in his episode when he was on the X-Files who, who was he in the X-Files I'm sure I'll remember the episode oh was this the one that had to keep driving a certain speed limit mm-hmm. Across the desert. All right. I specifically remember that episode very well yeah. for some reason. But that's the one I'd always catch on TV. And I'm like, why is this one always on? Why <laughs> don't I ever get tombs? <laughs> <laughs> See, mine was always tombs. <laughs> oh, that was a creepy character. Something that always happened in television. You, you would get in these cycles of, of of seeing the same episodes over and over i ran into that with show the other episodes but yeah. you you'd always you know every couple of months you'd tune in and oh, this is the same episode i saw three months ago i ran into that problem <laughs> with um home improvement while i was trying to wait for seinfeld and frazier <laughs> i wasn't there to watch home improvement <laughs> <laughs> just it happened to be on because back in the day couldn't stream them no. <laughs> You gotta appreciate stories that end, you know. There's yes. something to that that we don't seem to appreciate as much. You know, when we love something, no. it just goes on and on and on and on and on until it's terrible. Until it succumbs to seasonal rot. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, well, I mean, you know, it was good, but then yeah, it and then it just sours the whole experience because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that is included too. I mean, like, I always feel like Firefly is one of those things that's it's sort of accidentally perfect because 
if it had been allowed to continue, it would be as garbage as anything else. Yes. Probably right. <laughs> and it was one of the first things that got kind of actually get a decent conclusion in some form of a movie or reprisal or something. Uh, as fails, blame it on the fans. Yeah. Which has become the mainstream. It's like, no, no, this didn't fail because we made a terrible movie. It failed because the fans are terrible people. Yes. Hellboy is another one that I feel like has pulled that off. Even though you can still find comics with Hellboy in them, as far as Mike Mignola is concerned, he wrote a beginning and he wrote a sort of a forward moving mythology that you can kind of follow in the graphic novels. And yep. Hellboy does have a definitive end. And anything that happens now is just supposed to have happened, you know, in between those two points. But for him, that's it. So that's cool. uh, you can read the Hellboy story from beginning to end. And that's rare in American comics. Oh, yes. Batman's closing in. He's closer to 100 years old now than. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one reason I tend to like, not necessarily just independent comics, but like stuff that were originally smaller studios you know because they didn't have the money to keep it going and so they kind of had a planned definitive beginning and ending that you can actually if you've never read the thing before go back and read the complete thing in some manner without having to start at issue one that came out in 1912 or whatever 1912 <laughs> back in my day comics were on rocks <laughs> we had to chisel them ourselves <laughs> we threw them through the windows Here's your paper. You made your second printing with silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was the greatest invention. <laughs> uh, anyway, I do like the the finality of something. It doesn't even have to be an ending, okay? Like Cowboy Bebop is very, it's very ambiguous. You you almost oh yes. you, you can kind of assume what happens, but you almost you know they don't tell you. Same for uh, Calvin and Hobbes, too. They just end kind of going down the snowy hill. And they just leave it with you assuming that that world's going to go on and the character's going to do what they do the next day. Mm -hmm. Yes, we we love to to end our stories with a a character. (laughs) As much as I hated the the ending up with Seinfeld with them ended up in jail originally, I've come to appreciate it because... They probably were really ter- terrible people, and you know, I, th- I thought that was eventually their actions caught up with them. <laughs> I don't love that show, but I hear people complain about the ending, and I think that's as good an ending as anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what were they going to do? Cry and hug each other? <laughs> oh well, here comes Doug. Doug. I'm watching this Christopher Robin movie. I I just do, 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 I mean do, 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 I have to stare at this do, bear to find do, the moments do, do. where he does not just look like a teddy bear that's moving. They could they could have you know done a more epic story or something, but I I kind of like the simplicity of it. It is also a great source for Star Wars memes. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've missed this. What what what? Oh, well, because uh, Ewan McGregor plays Obi-Wan oh, Kenobi, right? Okay, yes. okay. And so See, there I, are... I still only think of him from Mulan. So. so, like, in the kitchen, Pooh's up on the shelf, and he's just saying, like, and the meme goes, you know, like, oh my don't try gosh. it. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that meme, but that's awesome. The only thing I don't like about this is they went with the, uh, for, for the most part, they went with sort of the Disney designs, but then like owl and rabbits aren't actually toys. So they yeah. made them look like animals. And they seem to have continued that now with the uh, productions, like in that uh, stage show they're doing now in uh, Chicago, the, the rabbit just kind of looks like a generic rabbit. I don't really love that. No, they all need to be toys. That was the whole thing. <laughs> no, rabbit, rabbit now were actually always animals. Were they? So, yes. Mm-hmm. Rabbit and owl were <gasps> animals. Oh, you're right. In the 100 acre wood. That's right. And if yeah, you they, look they at, didn't have like, any any stitches or yeah, yeah. Anything. If you look at the pictures okay. of the toys, you'll never see a rabbit or an owl if it's the actual toys. I have okay. one of the poo toys, and I have a rabbit and an owl. Oh, I just said <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the new Avengers actual toys. The I, I just came They're to actual yeah. toys. I have them. That's a that's a that's a realization <laughs> for me. I just. <laughs> They're kind of felty and real smooth. Well, yes. Yeah, so that is why in in this live action movie they made them look so much like real animals instead of their Disney fied selves. I mean, Owl has like talons. <laughs> now, yes. you guys, you guys were talking about Winnie the Pooh. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Because we were we we pregnant pause and that's what i'm looking at right now so <laughs> did you say pregnant pause yeah. yes that's it's, i don't know i don't know anything that's a about thing. uh that's the thing yes winnie the pooh might pause pause and is delivery yeah. <laughs> my, my only winnie the pooh um viewing i think is that halloween thing with the elephants or whatever i think that's oh my god seen. oh the half a lump oh, of the that thing yeah that's all i've seen of winnie the pooh <laughs> That's a disappointment. That's not even the best stuff. We have one of those books. And I've never read it. So I can't imagine an adult getting into Winnie the Pooh with zero nostalgia attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that I didn't expect was my dad watched the first live action Scooby Doo movie uh-huh. okay. and really, really enjoyed it. You know, I would love to do an episode on those because I, I would totally watch those. I would totally watch those again. I think they're fantastic. And I think each one is great for different reasons. Correct. But he particularly enjoyed Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. He's he's the perfect human Shaggy Rogers. And he was so good at Shaggy, he became the cartoon Shaggy, right? For a good period of time. Since 2010. He he, he officially replaced uh, Casey Kasem. Mm -hmm. Okay. You You just blew my mind. My mind is blown. But because of Matthew Lillard or because of Casey Kasem? <laughs> I, well, no, I just, I didn't know that he went on to be in the cartoon as well. I had uh-huh. no idea. Oh, oh, yes. Every, oh my every animated incarnation no since 2010. Yeah. So that's what he's been doing since Scream. Okay, got it. They yeah. did, uh, for the new Scoob movie, they completely He's had a better career than any yes. of those other people. He does. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 um, who's the guy? That's a good Al impression. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the SNL guys they got to play Shaggy in the Scoop movie. Like I said, my dad was very impressed with the live action Scooby Doo movie. Was he a Scooby Doo fan? With I mean, he, he seems like 
I don't know, the kind of person that would have hated the animation. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. So isn't it uh, the idea that like Hanna-Barbera kind of ruined animation? <laughs> that is not untrue. Okay. <laughs> not that they ruined it. They found the best uh, copy. They, I, th- I, th- I think you could the say time. they kept it alive <laughs> by learning how to do it. How do you recycle so well? With an extremely (laughs) limited budget. Yes. So I was looking this up because I I was curious about how many different iterations, because my brother brings, you know, he asked the question, which one? There seems to be a lot of them. And Scooby-Doo? Yeah, like like Scooby-Doo movies and things like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And my dad said that it's the only one that he knows of. So I looked it up. There are 45 movies. Mm -hmm. Six. TV movies, 46 additional short films, and 14 series. Wow. And five of the movies are live action, and Matthew Lillard has been Shaggy in two of them. That's where I learned that since 2010, he took off and voiced Shaggy. There, Did you there, see are, the, five, uh, there are five live action Scooby-Doo movies. Is that? <laughs> yes. I think there are four. You just said. Are they counting the puppet one as live action? Oh, yeah, maybe. I, 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 only, know of, puppets, I only know of four with <laughs> with human actors, but yeah, there is that puppet movie. <laughs> I don't know about the puppet movie. I was just looking watch. up stats. And... Which is great, because the puppet movie shows how, how rich the background of Scooby-Doo is, because the puppet movie is actually a sequel to the A Pup Named Scooby-Doo series, and not another version. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, the puppets are get completely the, based on the designs from that show. I don't think you get the red herring, though, continuation. No, no, they, they, okay. they left some stuff out. But Thank goodness. Um, wow. Scooby-Doo, the original cinematic universe. <laughs> I, I have on DVD a, a recent movie they made that uh, capped off the old 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo series. <laughs> I like that one that had the like Vincent Price connected with uh-huh. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I say I remember that. Which movie is that? Oh god. It's it's uh I'd have to go find it. Um I have some of the rare gems where they're connected with the WOE. It definitely have well. it has ghosts <laughs> and 13 in the title somewhere. I can kind of half see it from here. There's like three or four of those <laughs> where there's like WWE and Scooby Doo. Which, oh yeah, none of them were that great, but I did get a great Scooby Doo action figure. When I think it came with a crappy John Cena, but they produced a great Scooby Doo action figure um, through those. So that was worth <laughs> worth it. worth it. Sweet. My my, my daughter's their favorite series has been the Crystal Cove. Series, oh, the which... Mis- Mystery Incorporated. That one is Mystery. Oh, oh, yes, Inc. Is a good it's one. Mystery Mystery Inc. Yes. Mystery, Mystery is good. Inc. I really enjoy so good. that too. If you if you miss the old animation style, uh, there's a new one called um, uh, What's New Scooby No, no. What's, What's New was like the 90s show. It's uh, Scooby Doo and Guess Who. It's not the one with the, they look like Family Guy characters, is it? Because they bring back the thing of uh, having a guest star every episode. Be, was it Be Cool Scooby Doo? I didn't like. Yeah, that. that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's there, there was it's, a line to be crossed in the Scooby Doo universe. <laughs> they crossed it and backed Peter, the band up over Peter it. Peter Griffin. <laughs> it's Scooby Doo and Guess Who, and it looks as much like the original oh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's more like as, the old, as a modern um, cartoon. The can. movie series. It's more like those to where they had like the movie guest stars. Yeah, that one is pretty good. Gosh, did they bring back the canned audience laughter from the really old Scooby-Doo? 
I think right. they do. It, they do as much to make it make it like a new season. They, they do as much to make it like a new season of all those people series as possible. <laughs> the laughter of the dead. <laughs> I was going to say the dead laughing voices that are recycled forever. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I think the first Scooby-Doo movie That's is true. great in the way that it, it, it makes fun of Scooby-Doo. And then the second Scooby-Doo movie is great because, you know, partway through the production of the first one, they were really making a, a tongue-in-cheek sort of parody and they decided, no, we're going to go back on this and make like a real Scooby-Doo movie for, for kids. And that's why there's some hints of adult humor in there that you completely lose in the second movie. <laughs> so the second movie is great because it's actually like a really good Scooby-Doo movie. And of course they made um, Scrappy-Doo the villain, which is just the best story. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well done. It really is. My kids love those movies. I just remember this time when one of them was like sick in the middle of the night and like woke up at like 4 a.m. and we just sat and watched Scooby-Doo too and just laughed our butts off. Yes. It, was, it was great. Yeah, I don't think my kids have seen them yet. Oh man, might right. love them. They love those first two at least. They're, they even like the new cheesy CGI one or whatever, but blah, whatever. Scoob. Yeah. Those two live action ones are solid though. Solid entries. Scoop was weird because it's it's not like a Scooby Doo movie. It's I say it like, just felt a little off to me. It, they tried to make it a superhero movie almost. It, yeah. yeah, that's what was weird about it. Like it went, didn't have the same feel. I enjoyed the look of it a whole lot, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did look fine, but yeah, something about it just felt a little off. I guess yeah, the marvelization of Scooby Doo. <laughs> and they chucked all the old voice actors for no reason. Yes, that too. I don't. I don't really care for a updated star cast when you have a good cast that works perfectly good. I want Chris mm-hmm. Pratt voicing every single person in Scooby Doo. That's what I want. <laughs> Even the girls. Even the girls. Give me Chris Pratt for all of them. <laughs> it's it's money. We were playing Mario Kart earlier, and I thought about Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm still. I don't know. You know, I'm not angry at it. We'll see. I'm not angry, really, but I, it, it's going to have to be good to prove me wrong. <laughs> I don't care enough, but we'll see. Jack and Black I generally is like Chris Pratt, but I don't. I don't see him as a as a you know, Jack Black is Bowser, though. If he sings a Tenacious D song, I'll be pleased. So, no, wait a minute. Jack Black is going to be Bowser. Yes. Okay. See that I could get behind. In, in a way, I hate it, but I also kind of get it because. The Mario voice we're familiar with has never been like a narrative, you know, voice. He, oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't voice think Charles. Lines. I don't think the Charles Martinet voice would work for a whole movie. He'd be yeah, ready to yeah. gouge your, to burst your eardrums by the end of the movie. <laughs> like the only times your balls. we've heard Mario do like story dialogue has either been Bob Hoskins or like the old cartoon voice, which is like, hey, you're Paisanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Captain Lou isn't around to keep that. Captain Lou Alba. Captain Lou voice. <laughs> it's so weird Mario. watching those old sketches because clearly the Luigi actor, he's the real actor. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's good at improvising for what they're doing. And then the Captain Lou guy, he's just sort of following along. But boy, he sure could dance the Mario. Did you ever see the um, Mario, uh, the live action Mario Inspector Gadget crossover? What? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was during one of the episodes of that show. You were, um, you just rendered all of us speechless. And uh, Inspector Gadget showed up in live action to to so that they could work on some of his gadgets. I remember they had some weird who's, guest stars. Who, I don't remember. Who Inspector was Inspector Gadget? Gadget? Who was Inspector Gadget? It, it was not Don Adams, unfortunately. It was um, I think the guy who plays the brain, like Pinky did, in the who, brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. He he played him in live action, and he does the voice spot on. And I think eventually, um, once Scott Adams either died or retired, he he started playing the voice in in whatever they did with Inspector Gadget, and you can't tell the difference. What is, is going on? So it will like you've got these two horrible like Mario and Luigi actors, <laughs> but then you've got like the real live action Inspector Gadget there. I mean, the voice was perfect. Maurice Lamarche. <laughs> yes, yes. I can't even handle this. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Mar- Maurice Lamarche uh, as the brain, and then Rob Paulson as Pinky. I, I bet you could. Oh, um, it totally is. You're right. Oh my gosh! Wow! I, just, I, I, I learned sure something new. Be a hole right uh, there. I learned YouTube, something new today. If you care to look for it, that is fantastic. I can't believe this. Oh, he was I'm also Egon in the real Ghostbusters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, oh it's it's gosh. very clear. If you think about Egon's voice, oh, it's yeah. it's got that quality. All he needs to say is what we're doing today, Rain. Yeah. Or, uh, Ray, is it's time to take yeah. over the world. That's all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't handle this. This is maybe once he had said, like, Sam Hain is trying to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all about Sam Hain, source of my nightmares <laughs> as a child. Uh, the, the best sequel to the Ghostbusters. Oh, he it, was. Uh, undoubtedly still, so. He was Orson Welles. It Will. still might be. It was Orson Welles on The Simpsons. You know what's great about the real Ghostbusters? <laughs> well, they, yeah, they the, took... the brain was was a character. Yes. character of totally yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What's, what's great about the, the real Ghostbusters is that they... Like, like the movie is great because of the comedy, obviously. Sure. Um, but lacking that... They took the other thing that's great about the Ghostbusters. Black the comedy. <laughs> which is, it, it's a, like the blueprint for a superhero movie. They took the gadgets and the Ghostbuster mobile <laughs> and the uniforms and the villains, and they just made it a superhero cartoon. That's true. And it was great. <laughs> and it worked. I mean, and they had it was, the it was great for about 50 of the 100 or so episodes. <laughs> that's also true. Was, <laughs> but hey, that ain't bad. No, what was no. the follow-up? The extreme, the extreme Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters extreme. extreme. Yeah, it's the '90s. They're extreme. You know, everything's extreme in the '90s. Oh yeah, especially Pepsi. They're like Ghostbusters, but they surf. Except for the it's one like in the wheelchair. <laughs> Except for the one in the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! I would pick the worst '90s. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night.
My oldest did a, he just watched all of Gravity Falls while he was sick. He had oh, COVID yeah. for like a week and he watched all oh, of Gravity Falls. Such a good show. And he was talking, he kept coming, he'd run upstairs or like text me or something and be like, dad, the voice of, you know, uh, Trigon from <laughs> Teen Titans is in the show. Like he kept recognizing every single voice that popped up in it. So it's funny you bring that up, uh, Soltis. Mm-hmm. It's, he's, he had the same revelation of like, wait, they all work as voice actors on all this it's network of shows. Just wait till he realizes Mr. Krabs is the serial killer from the most recent uh, series, <laughs> Dexter season. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. That's. Oh, he's the voice of Mr. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You didn't know that? The guy from Shawshank no. is, is, is the voice of Mr. No. Krabs? The guy from um, uh, uh, Highlander? <laughs> yeah. That's what I knew. Yeah. From you know Highlander. what? In Highlander, yeah. he even sounds like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew that he was in There Highlander. can be only one SpongeBob. 